Well, hello everyone. It's me, Dave the Dog Man. Welcome to Unleashed. Today's weather forecast, smoky with an overcast. <laughs> I took my, my cute little bitch for a walk this morning. When I say cute little bitch, I'm referring to Betty, my Labrador retriever Betty, a four-month-old lab. We're having a blast with her. And uh, even Betty came back uh, uh, coughing a little bit from the smoke in the air. <laughs> Jeez, hope this smoke uh, goes toodaloo sooner than later. It's going to be a real special uh, podcast today. Uh, this guy is amazing. If you've never met him in person, you're going to have to make your way down to his store in uh, in Fawn Hill. Uh, with me today is Mike Kunderka. He is the proprietor of Enviro Niagara, and he's an entrepreneur, an all-around amazing guy. He's a super husband, according to his wife, and I believe he's sired three kids, if I'm not mistaken. Two or three? Two. 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 <laughs> Emma and Austin. Yeah, Emma. Emma and Austin, shout out to Emma and Austin, and uh, and he's also a dog owner, and he is a dog training enthusiast. He has great taste in dog trainers because he trained his dogs with me at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. So uh, always a pleasure to have conversation with Mike. This is our first time doing a podcast together. Of course, you know that I do my podcast live to air on 4680q.ca and .com every Wednesday right here 11 a.m. till 11.45 a.m. If you ever miss an episode, go to 4680q.ca or 4680q.com and all of the archived episodes of Unleashed with me, Dave McMahon, can be found right there. So, without delay, uh, welcome to Unleashed, Mike Kondurka. Hey, appreciate that, Dave. I know you've been busier than hell, uh, becoming the, uh, you're also a limousine driver, you're not just a dad and a husband and an entrepreneur and uh, the owner of uh, Angelina's Pizzeria, I forgot to mention that, he owns a pizzeria, but you're driving the kids to competitive sports. Yeah, both kids uh, have... uh the soccer gene in them and the mm-hmm. hockey gene in them. Emma's, Emma's playing travel soccer here in the falls. Uh, Austin's playing travel soccer in Welland. Uh, Emma's playing travel soccer in or travel hockey in Niagara Falls. And just uh, just public knowledge, the other day I took on the head coach position of the U15 Niagara Falls Rapids girls, which is a division above Emma. So now we're Back and forth and back and forth and back and forth and back. Like, and forth. how many hats can you wear? Now you're a sports coach. Uh, I know you have a heating and air conditioning background. Yeah, we started in heating and air. You know, and dog owner, and like I said, husband, and and you're running the uh, the Enviro Niagara. You you're busier than hell, man. Well, it definitely keeps <clears throat> me out of trouble. That's 100% uh, truth. Uh, my wife's, you know, uh, we're, we are busy. We are a busy group, you know, with kids. And you know how hectic it is. We got three dogs at home, two kids, three businesses. And yeah, life is crazy. A shout out to your amazing and lovely wife, Jen Kundurka. Hello, Jen. Hope you're listening. <laughs> Actually, she's en route to London right now to go pick up uh, a payment somebody's might be a little bit behind on. <laughs> yeah, so she's going to have to flex a little bit. Yeah, she's the muscle behind all the uh, <laughs> the business. You don't want to see her in a dark alley if you owe us money. <laughs> uh, Angelina's Pizzeria, located King Street in the Rose City of Welland, Ontario. When did you purchase Angelina Pizzeria, approximately? So we bought that during COVID. Um, some friends I grew up with in high school, um, they decided that they no longer uh, wanted the business. Uh, it was kind of presented to us. Um, I kind of backdoored it on my wife. Sorry, Jen, this is going out live. But um, we kept on ordering Angelina's pizza for a few weeks. And, you know, I kept on saying... You know, how good is this stuff, Jen? She goes, oh, this stuff's amazing. So one day I walked in the house and said, uh, hey, guess what? We own a pizzeria. (laughs) How do you buy something of that caliber without consulting with the boss first? (laughs) Uh, There was 
there was a little bit of consultation before, but it was it was mainly yeah, you yeah. Know, I fed her a bunch of pizza and wings. She said, "Man, this stuff's really good." And you know, she she's got a restaurant background. Her mom used to uh, own Rinderlins in Welland. You're um, kidding? Yeah, she used to. I like, remember uh, going to uh, Rinderlins. Yeah, she owned it after uh, uh, Emil Rinderlin sold it, so she had it for a number of years. And she's um, she, her mom's got some really good training in in fine dining. I never miss a meal when it's presented to me for for dinner at her house that's for that's for damn sure and you know so it was kind of you know she grew up in that restaurant industry she kind of knew that stuff so it was a good transition um you know with barbecue we've always been i'm always big on it exploring new things and stuff like that and you know yeah we're gonna talk barbecues like there's no tomorrow but um let's stay with pizza if we could for a bit mike um one of the best pizzas i love on your menu is the uh, the cheesesteak pizza or the uh, steak and cheese pizza what do you call it the cheesesteak yeah, or the steak so and that's cheese? an award-winning steak pizza oh that is my fest. favorite yeah that was that was one of the big turners that uh, you know when when the when the previous owners had did that they made that pizza special for the well and food fest which is now coming back into play nice Um, they had a a thing called pizza wars so the majority of the local pizzerias were involved and and that one won by a landslide like it is covered in gravy sauteed onions peppers mushrooms a ton of ribeye grilled steak and a whack of cheese it's all baked it's it's fresh it is and like you said it is it's a, orgasmic it's a as i would pizza. say which is the greatest compliment i can give to any food that i think is above amazing it's orgasmic like every time i've had the steak pizza it's 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 always so perfect and consistent how have you changed the business since you took ownership what's different now at angelina's pizzeria uh what did you bring to the table that might not have been there before so we didn't tweak too much with the recipe i i mean good old well and pizza is good old well and pizza i mean you know we've that 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 pizzeria has always been top three you know and and i've got good friends that i grew up with that own the other pizzerias so i mean it, you know, Welland is known for its pizza. I, yeah, I mean, that was there's a of, sh- there's a shitload of pizzerias in Welland. There is, there's a lot of good pizzerias in Welland. I mean, you right? got Cherry Mastriani, who's got uh, Volcano. volcanoes. Yeah. Luciano's top yep. notch. Tailgates is banging out a, a hell of a good pizza right now. Uh, you know what I mean? And there's a lot of artisan stuff coming to coming into play right now. I know every once in a while we frequent uh, Mateo's. I you know for a wood fired pizza um, out at um, my friend uh, Mr. Greco out at uh, Oast House. I mean he's got uh, he's got a pizza joint out there. That stuff is killer. You know especially with his chef background, this stuff's amazing. Yeah, and you'll try all the different pizzas, right? It's not just your own stuff that you enjoy. Oh, heck yeah. We you get out there and support the other. Yeah. It's friendly competition. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah, 100%. You know, but I mean, if more more and more pizzerias open, right, everybody's going to get a smaller slice of the pie. Ha-ha, yeah. boom. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, good, con- you know. I wish you a continued success with Angelina's Pizzeria. I really love the food and I love the wings. Oh, right on! Yeah, and actually, you got some really good. Well, it's not really public knowledge, but I guess let's make it public knowledge. We are, you know, our, our plan is to move the pizzeria with my barbecue background. We're going to be looking at. Uh, we've got a, a new lease. We're just solidifying right now. Huge kitchen, getting into you know larger orders since since I've taken over. So you asked about things that have changed. Uh, we are doing more and more schools more and more events uh we just uh, you know we're doing um uh we have the opportunity to do jumpstart for canadian tire we're doing uh six schools a week now for pizza days so the 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 kitchen's rocking right now pizzas are good i got a great staff which are proving to be very very consistent everybody that we got in there has a restaurant background um they love the product you got the cup and char oh heck yeah the cup and char has really come back and and made a huge splash right hasn't it oh it's never been gone if you're uh if you're uh but it's, doesn't American. it mean there's just more fat in it? Well, there's more fat in it? More flavor? Yeah, basically <clears throat> cup and char is more of a salami dry cured pepperoni that actually when it when it does heat up because it's still got the skin on it, that's why you get it to cup. So the, the skin shrinks and it pulls it into a little bubble 
and you know it feels full of grease and it's delightfully delicious oh it sure is it really is um yeah so continued success with the pizzeria if you guys haven't been i highly recommend you go to angelina's pizzeria queen street or queen street king street not queen king street we have a king now rose city of welland uh, check it out angelina's pizzeria we're going to talk barbecues we're going to talk uh, food um now as i mentioned you're the proprietor of enviro niagara in fawn hill yeah 100 percent. we started as a local heating and air conditioning business that's uh that's now in its 14th year um you know we we moved the name over to enviro niagara uh, we had the opportunity we leased a building on highway 20 uh, near the 406 uh that crew that proved to grow real fast um and we were offered the the second unit next to it which we put in a fireplace showroom so what we wanted to do was we wanted to complement fireplaces and i thought oh, you know what it, you know I was always a Traeger guy, so let's bring in some Traegers. Let's bring in a line of, of a couple different barbecues, and you know we got a thousand square feet. Yeah, let's let's throw them on the floor and see what happens. Yeah, you started to let them trinkle in bit by bit. Well, it didn't. They they <laughs> went out as fast as they came in. The barbecue market down here has exploded. Like as you know, like in the U.S., Americans love their barbecue. Oh, they do. And you know, I've got a I've got a drag racing background. Um, I race professionally with a bunch of teams, so we traveled from you know. Maine and Vegas throughout my you know my middle 20s so I got to experience some really cool really cool places in the U.S. and and eat some really cool barbecue like I mean I got to you know we got to places where you know you you see them on Netflix now well I was eating there when I was in my 20s so barbecue has always been that type of your really pat you don't cool just sell barbecues you love eating barbecued food you love barbecuing yeah I enjoy cooking if I if I had another route in life I bet you it probably would have been in the food industry to go down the road of you know just learning things and and the opportunity to meet people in this industry, like, uh, well, you know, Ted Reader, he was on your show. Yeah. Ted's, Ted, you know, just having the association with Ted, becoming friends with Ted, you know, going to, to, to private parties and, 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 and learning the finer arts and learning how different cuts and barbecue in Canada is exploding right now i mean if you look at like my instagram handle i wake up in the morning there's brisket and ribs i don't see i don't see anything to do with anything else but barbecue well, by rights we should have more barbecue joints uh within the niagara region of ontario we should have more we, there are some you'd think we would have more and we could probably accommodate more there oh definitely the demand definitely, and definitely, the obsession definitely. with barbecued food i mean so let's just talk brands of barbecues that you carry at enviro niagara i could I'd like to get it started if I could. I've got the Napoleon that I uh, bought from you. I'm 100% satisfied with that barbecue. But but run with it. What other brands aside from the Napoleon do you carry at your store? Yeah, Napoleon's got a great line. Gas, uh, charcoal. Um, we carry some Weber's in the in the um, gas grill line. But we're more of a niche specialty barbecue store. So the big fad since COVID was the the development of uh, pellet grills. Pellet grills have come a long way. So little small wood pellets, very easy to cook on. It turns you into a professional overnight. It's so easy to control. So, so if you're a novice, if you're you know fairly green at this, you're saying that it's it's easy to get the hang of the pellet grills. One hundred percent. I um, you know I gave one to my dad. My dad turned it on, flicked it on, put out some ribs for his buddies, and his buddy said, "Holy shit, are you like a a barbecue chef now?" He's like, "No, man." He goes, "I just put this on, cracked a beer, and and this is the this is the end result." Uh -huh. the, you know, like the you know Traeger is such a, a popular line right now. That's our number one seller. We're the only platinum dealer in Niagara. We move so many of them. Uh, we got a couple demo days coming up. I don't have those off the top of my head. Um, other pellet grills we carry odor. Uh, the odor line, handcrafted in the U.S., solid, thick steel plate steel. Like these things are built like. 
the, you know, they can withstand, they can withstand a hurricane or a tornado. They do um, uh, offset smokers, charcoal cookers, flat tops. Um, they carry a wicked line of, of, of pellet grills. Um, we've just got a shipment of pizza ovens in from uh, Chow Bella. I mean, great pizza oven without blowing a bank for 1800 bucks. You can't go wrong. You can have a wood fired pizza oven in your backyard that not only does pizza, you know, Cast iron steaks, pork chops, sausages. I mean, they go, they go. Yeah, a long you can way. use, you can cook a lot of stuff in your pizza oven. Oh heck yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, a lot of the girls are versatile, and that's one of the things that were unique from probably anybody else is that everybody that works for me are barbecuers. So I mean, we have both the product knowledge, the knowledge how to use them, and the backup that we use all the products in our store from rubs and sauces and all that. Um, you know, Big Green Egg is huge. The ceramic cookers, the Kamado style cookers. So that's what I want to get next. I want to get. I want to park the big green egg next to my Napoleon gas barbecue. Heck yeah! And and I know that you're a big fan of the, of the green egg. I got a big extra large in my backyard that we like to entertain <laughs> on. There's nothing like I say. Like there's nothing. There's nothing more satisfying than a steak that comes off of a charcoal grill, or you know what I mean. Like we had not not to sound spoiled. Um, hey, go little, ahead. Sound a little, spoiled, a little, man. A little while back, um, I kind of forgot to bring charcoal home, and uh, my wife had these uh, wicked beef tenderloins. She goes, you know what, maybe we'll just cook them on the gas grill. Well, we cooked them on the gas grill, and again, not to sound spoiled, it was like, man, like the difference in the charcoal versus the gas is extremely evident. You don't get that wood flare. Now listen, you can still cook a perfect steak on a gas grill. I'm just yes. saying that over charcoal is 100% the preference for me, especially when you get a really good charcoal that, that you're cooking with and you can control the heat. Once you master the art of charcoal, um, the, the, you know, finding its right temperatures, finding its good breathing points, finding its good igniting points, you know, making sure, you know, it's spread evenly. I mean, man, there's no going back. You can cook everything. I've done, I've done anything from, I've done, man, I baked a cake on my big green egg. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Uh, I love the food that's been cooked uh, using charcoal. I've got an old, old Weber. Right. And and uh, I'll tell you, there is a taste difference. Now, this is an old cheap Weber that I paid, you know, peanuts for. Right. But it still does the trick. Heck, yeah. You can still buy them. Yeah. They still make them. That original. That like a, original. Well, like a couple hundred bucks or whatever. Yeah. Those kettle grills. Yes, those, that's I mean, what I have. Yeah. One hundred percent. There's you know, there's no shelf on mine. There's no nothing, Mike. It's just a kettle kettle grill. But I still have it. And I'll now and then I'll take that out and say, OK, we're going to do, you know, burgers or steaks on that. And everybody loves it. Heck yeah. Growing up, like, even growing up as a kid, I remember we used to go down to the canal fishing in Dane City where, like, you know, where we currently are. And we would sit out there all day. We would fish. We'd have a little hibachi. Those little minerals old tinny tabachi girls oh, yeah. yeah fill it full of charcoal we're cooking hot dogs and hamburgers during the day like again nothing 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 like that good old charcoal yeah yeah and the charcoal is, is definitely amazing now there's a lot of chefs that are cooking on charcoal actually putting their meat on coals yeah, nowadays I, yeah, I see one, that like yeah. i've never done this i've never seen it other than in a video and yeah some of these famous chefs are doing this right man live fire cooking and going back to the roots of you know like back in the caveman days i mean that's why they call them caveman steaks for for a reason right i mean they are cooked right directly on live fire put right on the charcoal you can cook them any which way you want. Is that once you master it, like if you like if you go on Instagram right now, the likes of a couple of our, our friends on Instagram, like uh, uh, Mel, uh, Dark Side of the Grill. I mean, man, this guy's traveling the world right now. He's in Texas. He just got back from Australia. Um, he's doing all these tours, all these live fire tours. He's a big green egg guy. He's endorsed by Big Green Egg. Um, man, he, he's he's completely. He's completely blown up on Instagram and, and all this live fire stuff of guys hanging whole hogs, hanging big tomahawk steaks, hanging pineapples, uh, gaucho style sausage and stuff like that. Insane is, barbecue stuff. It is amazing. Yeah. Now, Ted Reader likes cooking on live fires. He does. Ted, Ted's a big guy. Ted's, Ted's a cowboy cauldron guy. Ted's, Ted's got some pretty neat tools in his backyard, which is really neat because it, like the trend now is, you know, we were having the conversation the other day and actually this was with my my napoleon rep he's like it's more common that people you know people would have a grill in their backyard now people have 
five or six. It's not common. Sorry, it's more common now for people to have way more tools to cook on because of the availability of it and because of, you know, um, the, the whole stay-at-home order when COVID happened. I mean, barbecue absolutely just fired through the roof. People did. People weren't going out for dinner. People were buying Well, that's grills. something good that happened out of COVID, like we talked off air, right? Like, Oh, yeah. It brought people together more in that way of getting kind of interested in, you know, hanging out in the backyard and barbecuing again. Backyard entertaining is such a big thing. And there's nothing more cool about it. I mean, think about it. I mean, It's yeah, nice it's to go for dinner to go. too, but... Yeah, heck yeah. But, but you yeah. know, having friends and family over, we, enter- we entertain quite often. You know, the kids got sports, kids come over, families come over. So we're always, you know, you know, we're lucky enough that we got the pool in the backyard. Kids can come for a swim, you know, dads and moms hang out crack open you know cold one and whatever it is now you once invited me to your place for a party and i think you had a band or something I like did. this we do it every year yeah so please text me the date <laughs> because i wanted to i had to take a rain check on it it's, and i don't want to miss it this year yeah it's definitely it's definitely a riot we've done it uh three years in a row for 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 friends family members and a lot of our business acquaintances that 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 we deal with kind of like the you know we, we get a band to play in the backyard and and i'll barbecue all day and and, and all that kind of stuff it's the uh the long cooks that catch up with you after a while right yeah <laughs> i remember doing briskets they were 24-hour briskets and i had a couple friends with us we, it's, we it's, important, it's important to have a good coping mechanism on hand, such as vodka. Yes, bourbon. <laughs> bourbon on most cases. Yeah. Bourbon and barbecue goes great together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said to Ted Reeder, the chef, when he was here, he says, Ted, do you ever cook with the bourbon? He says, well, I drink the bourbon while I'm cooking, but I certainly don't need to put the bourbon on the food. <laughs> so, <laughs> but you can do that, too. You can have fun with it. Yeah, bourbon goes with uh, Bananas Foster. That's a Oh, bourbon. I love it. I love it. As far as barbecues go, uh, would you say that the green egg is your all-time favorite? All-time favorite. Man, oh, man. As a, is a barbecue? That is a tough one. I, yeah, any kind of, you know, I've been a bit, I go, I go in spurts. I go in spurts. Sometimes, you know, when it's during the week when you got to cook a quick meal. Um, we've been doing a lot of food prepping with the kids going. So I find the Traeger does a lot of that for me because I can just set it, kind of forget it. It's controlled. It's all Wi-Fi controlled, cooks yeah. to your phone, all that fun stuff. Like it is like, it's loaded like a Lamborghini. So if I got to put some chickens on, you know, we can, we can meal prep for the week. But if it's one of those occasions where, hey, I want like something really neat, something cool, you know, to, to go spark the big green egg up, you know, do some, do some ribs chickens steaks steaks are my all-time favorite on that big green egg but yeah overall i mean i've got a lot of favorites i'd hate to pinpoint one yeah and i know that you're a bone-in ribeye guy and a ribeye guy but i know we've talked before uh tenderloin you love the, you love a filet mignon you love I the love tenderloin a yeah i'm not i believe it or not yeah for people out there that know me listen to this yes i like filet i don't like all the yeah. i'm not a real fatty guy you're more of a fan of the, the the tenderloin i think you said yeah 100 yeah. the the tenderloin is that but there's nothing there's nothing like a good porterhouse trust me because it's got all those cuts in it yeah yeah it's got everything you want all in one yeah exactly yeah and you go to a lot of these restaurants they really don't have porterhouses th- that often i mean not the places i've gone to um you yeah, see it you once in them, a while you get them once in a while now the Kamado Joe is a competitor to yeah. the uh, to the Big Green Egg. Yeah, Big Big Green Egg is certainly uh, winning the race. I'm sure they sell more Big Green Eggs, and it's got something to do with the clay. It's it doesn't it, Mike? It it's does. got something 100%. to do with how it's constructed. Yeah, 100. percent We used to we used to sell Kamado when we when we first started. We had Kamado and Big Green Egg. When we when we found the the demand for the big green egg and the value the big green egg has over it um you know personally yes it holds a higher temp um it is a completely different type of ceramic that is kilned it's kilned to a hotter temperature which which gives you a way better warranty it gives you you know a lifetime warranty that thing that thing cracks big green eggs warranting it there you know besides you dropping it on the ground while you move it if it cracks while sitting there and, and you've got a fire going that thing's that better guarantee yeah 100 percent. right so that's why they're leading the race heck yeah yeah and they're the originators of it right i mean they're 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 the ones that have designed it they're the ones that created it they're the ones that have the you know 
tried and true. I'm, I'm one of those guys that something ain't broke, don't fix it. You know, you, you can see all these gimmicky ones out there. There's lots of knockoffs. There's, you know, the the offshore stuff that you get now that's, that is that is cheaper and again barbecue is about budget too not everybody can afford that you know that higher ticket item so what that's would they pay what would they those. pay mike for a, a, an extra large big green egg charcoal barbecue you're you're right around the twenty two hundred dollar mark twenty three hundred dollar mark with yeah. with with a nest and wheels and all that kind of stuff now i believe the large ones are two grand yeah so that's my next one that i want yeah large, large i was thinking pellet barbecue or big green egg i think i'm gonna go big green egg yeah, hey, that's a great choice. I mean, like I said, I, I cook on them all, and, and it depends on where where you're cooking. You know, it. People always ask. The biggest question is, is like, if I'm doing, oh, it takes so long to light up charcoal. I can have my Traeger at the push of a button, start my Traeger, and want to get it to let's call it a smoking point of 200 degrees. Yeah, I can get my big green egg going in the same amount of time. Um, you know, there's tons of unique lighters out there now. There's, you know, there's electric lighters. There's, there's the loof lighter. You just push the button and hold it in there, and it's this glorified hair dryer that adds <laughs> heat, sparks your charcoal, and all the warm air blows right over it. Gets it started real quick. Um, there's technology. Also, technology is helping us in many ways. But going back to light and charcoal, old school, tried, true, and tested. Please, if you're listening to this, do not use lighter fluid. Um, oh, you know, that's what everybody has memories of when they were a kid. Uh, the parents using lighter fluid yeah. on the charcoal. Yeah. I mean, aside from the fact that it's not good for you, it could affect the flavor as well if you oh, don't know what the hell you're doing. And how else can we criticize that, oh, Mike? Yeah. You know how many hot dogs I've eaten that taste like charcoal or like lighter, lighter fluid? fluid? Oh, yeah. Yeah, because the guy that was cooking didn't have the patience to wait to let it burn off. We actually brought in this really unique product it's called uh uh the instant fire starter so um a gentleman um has a son um that has man oh man forgive me on this one that's drawing a blank i believe it's either i don't know if it's down syndrome or something like that i'm pretty sure it's down syndrome but anyway uh instant fire starters so he's got a group of these kids that are making these um these instant fire starters they're like little cups with sawdust and a gel inside yeah, of them yeah. with a wick yeah. that he's he's created jobs for all these kids and cool. they are they are they're they're doing all this work it's huge on instagram the money's going back they're doing some they're doing money back to the to to help with the with the research and stuff and all this stuff it, it's it's truly phenomenal in how it works and, and and quite frankly the thing is probably the best one on the market Okay. Um, I know that you posted a picture on Instagram of a specific brand of premium natural lump charcoal. And it's the, is it the Blues Hog? Blues Hog. Blues yes. Hog. Tell us about yes. this premium charcoal and, and why you love it so much. Yes, yeah, so I love those guys at Blues Hog. They've won, they've won so many world championships. Their, their, their sauces and rubs are, 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 Man, they're they're like no other, and, you know. And there's so much on the market right now that it's tough to distinguish between. You know, these guys that win world championships at Memphis in May, they win a Kansas City barbecue, they win, you know, the Royal. Um, I mean, there's something to be said because you're putting that amongst you know thousands of people's palates that that all enjoy and score it high i mean just to just to do that alone it, it means you got something special but the guys at blues hog i mean these guys winning world championships um the first time i tried their charcoal it, it's definitely my it's definitely on the top of my list we do carry some other brands like fogo fogo makes a really cool um super premium lump charcoal um, I only cook with lump. I don't cook with I don't cook with briquettes. I don't cook with none of that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, blues hog. I use lump as well, only because people told me it's better. <laughs> it's, it, it is definitely, it's definitely people better. that know more about barbecuing than yeah. me encouraged yeah. me to go with lump, so I went with lump. And I and you told me too that lump, so that's what I yeah, used. Yeah, lump lump burns a lot cleaner i find than than compressed uh briquettes uh, briquettes work in its own in its own unique way like on your kettle there's a lot of guys that will line them up around the outside yeah. on the inside and they'll call it the snake effect so they'll light it and I've heard it'll, of this. it'll it'll burn itself all the way around and give you kind of a heat that kind of circles the the kettle never personally tried it but certainly looks cool 
Yeah, the snake technique. Now, is it true, Mike, that the that the uh, briquettes are going to carry heat for a longer period of time? I had one chef tell me when I asked him what he thought of, because uh, he enjoyed barbecuing with uh, charcoal. Uh, he says, depends what you're cooking. He says he uses lump if he's doing burgers and this. And again, this is just this one guy's opinion. He said, but if I'm doing something that's going to take longer, he says he uses the briquette. He claimed that the briquette would carry the heat for a longer time frame. Any truth to that? So, from, um, from what I understand, all the things that, like, actually, but speaking of Blues Hog, they make actually like a briquette, but they're cylinders. Okay. So, they're, they're about, what, four, five inches long. They actually have a hole through the middle of them, so it's forced to allow air. And because it's... Four or five inches long, that's about the length of my hand. <laughs> Right on. Yeah, so it's compressed. It's compressed wood. So just imagine grinding it down into a power, a powder, and and compressing it. Same same effect as as pellet grills. I mean, it is it is wood chunks broken down into powder, run through a through a high pressure press, and yes, does it it burns? You need less. You need less fuel to create the same amount of heat. Lump 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 charcoal, and again. Charcoal's charcoal, I'm going to say. Wood is wood. It's just how you use it and in what case. Yeah. And in what. Yeah, in what way. And, of course, every guy's got their own technique. And you go to YouTube University and you start watching videos. And, I mean, you, you can learn little bits and pieces from everyone, I suppose. Oh, heck yeah. In yeah. ev- everything in life, right? Yeah, just like, and it's like cooking. Like everybody says, cooking's not, you know, each chef has its own personal opinion because they... They they enjoy it that way. They cook on that way. They're 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 satisfied. They're 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 no stranger to cooking that way. They have lots of experience. So again, don't 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 yeah. you know yeah. don't reinvent the wheel. I always ask everybody this question: Have you cooked skirt steak? Yes. And and because I, I've been wanting to try cooking it, I've never tried cooking it. I've had it; it's delicious when it's cooked properly, as you know, and when it's sliced on the right angle, or whatever you say. Uh, so, if I was to cook a skirt steak, how would I how would I do it? I'm a charcoal guy when it comes to that, and and trust me, I've ruined my fair share amounts of those guys. They are a difficult cook, just like yeah. the picanha. I mean, that, that cut of meat, that cut of meat's like my arch nemesis. And everybody has that kind of thing. So skirt steaks can be done in a different, in, in a ton of different ways. Um, I, I'm a fan of that very high heat, you know, get it cooked to one 25, 130-ish, let it sit and rest because it's so because it's so thin, you want to make sure that that juice gets back in there. But another another popular way, um, what I've been doing lately is, uh, with the advice of a couple other chef buddies, is um, mastering the art of steak. So I bought myself a sous vide. Um, if you're not familiar with it, yeah, well, I've only seen seen it in in, in a video, yeah. and I'm told why, should, why, Dave? How come you don't have one of these? Yeah. Exactly. So tell tell us about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, you know. When I saw this, the sous vide, the sous vide, yeah, the sous vide. It's just like um, it was my mother-in-law that got me that got me hooked okay. on it. It was you know you could have barbecue leftovers. You put a piece of grilled chicken back on the grill, or you put it in the oven. It's going to dry itself out. So if you cook a perfect piece of meat and you've got leftovers, vacuum seal it. Once you vacuum seal it, you can freeze it. You can take it out, let it thaw. So what the sous vide machine does is actually, so if you want your temperature, let's say you want to eat it at 145 degrees. You're going to set your temperature on the sous vide and in, it's, it's submerged in water. You submerge your, 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 your uh, freezer pack in the water, right. uh, defrost it of course, and it'll bring it up to 145 degrees. won't cook it any higher. So when you take it out of the bag, it's a perfect temperature. So I'll give you an example. Like I've been doing a ton of steaks now at it, and I'm not going to say I'm a pro, but I'm getting pretty damn good at it is i'll cook a steak to about 105 degrees sous vide i'll have a roaring fire whether it's on my big green egg and we forgot to mention coda the big outdoor grills the big coda grills yeah the big coda grill so i'll have a you know a couple of chunks of wood on there fired up over live fire and you finish your steak your sausage your chicken or whatever over there to whatever doneness you like yeah so you'll have the meat cooked to a certain temperature then all you got to do is finish it so if you like that real charry out side oh, yeah. of it you know 
Like I said, those states. I like it. Like you know, if you were doing it on a cast iron pan, like Chicago or whatever yep. the other term is yep. that they use when it's almost blackened. You Heck know. yeah, you can do that with sous vide too. I don't have to finish. So sous vide, sous vide doesn't have to be uh, the prerequisite to the grill. No. Heck so no. some people just sous vide it. Heck yeah. Right. And then take it out of the bag and eat it. You can, yeah, one hundred percent for vegetables and stuff like that. Like my mother-in-law cooks, like, like. Perfect asparagus. Perfect you get along with your mother-in-law? Oh, heck yeah. Good for you. Yeah, I got... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I no, had the best... Got, my mother-in-law passed. I had the best mother-in-law. So. Yeah. Well, I don't have a mom anymore, so my mother-in-law's, uh, you know, I, I consider her taking the role of my mom, so I definitely appreciate that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like she, you know, anything to do with cooking, you, you know, like it's always, you know, it's always, it's always good collaboration. And, and and listen, when you when she gives you the opportunity to, you know, uh, when uh, Jen was recovering from surgery, there, she um, she brought over, you know, torchier. We had shepherd's pie, um, you know. So old school cooking, good old school. Good, delicious, comfort food. I ain't turning down beef bourguignon, I'll tell you that. That stuff. Yeah, and how often do you get that? I mean, she probably has it down to a science how she makes that. Down to a science. You don't get it too often because that stuff's really super rich, eh? But, Mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to that, you know, she's mastered mastered the art of of pastry. Like, so for, you know, her her torchier and, and stuff like that. And just a regular fruit pie can't, you know, I don't turn it down. Yeah. Yeah, you like peach pies? Peach pie. Big when fan. peach is in season, Deb makes peach pies. Uh, Homemade crust. Oh, it's orgasmic. Speaking of that, you should try them on your griddle next time. Speaking of griddle, what a great segue <laughs> to my griddle. Thank you, because that's what I had. I have a little cue card of some topics I wanted to cover. Uh, Blackstone flat grill. Yes. So I'm going to do peaches when they come in season on the Blackstone flat grill. And will I put a little liqueur on it, Mike? Like, what, what, give griddled, me an idea of how so to grill these griddled griddled peaches. We used to we we've done them with um, we've done them on the Traeger where we've added smoke. But I find like when I when I use my griddle, um, take the peach, get your your really roaring hot butter, ghee, or whatever you want to put down there, and you'll griddle the peach on the top. Okay, let it cook all the way through. It'll caramelize on the top. Yeah, yeah. Some people put uh, take it off, add some brown sugar to it, put it back on and get that nice yes. little crust of it. Yeah. Throw it in a bowl, scoop of fresh vanilla ice cream. Yeah, or it. some liqueur on it. Oh, can yeah, we incorporate can, yeah, booze yeah, into yeah, it? Heck yeah. Heck what yeah. kind of liqueur would you put on it? I don't know. Let's think off the top of my head. Frangelico or no? Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier. Grand Marnier. Yeah, I think that's Yeah, that would be nice. But you don't need to. You don't need to. I mean, it's so good the way it is. And like you said, put some ice cream on it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. I am. And just pour yourself a shot. That's right. I'm loving the Blackstone Grill that I just purchased from you uh, at your store, Enviro Niagara, Highway 20, Fawn Hill. Plug, plug, plug. And I'm telling you, I, I, I love it. I mean, I just got it a few days ago and we did um, some steak subs so you know like the shaved uh, the shaved uh, yeah. uh, meat shaved beef right yeah. you know onions peppers mushrooms then melted a little mozzarella cheese on there and we used um, like these long bro uh, what do you call them the, the broish buns what do you call that brioche brioche buns god I struggled with that word the broish buns. It's good when you get a nice crusty hoagie, or you can just use a regular sub bun. But when you talk about like when everybody, when I do like cheesesteaks, what I know is a cheesesteak. I was lucky enough to, you know, I've eaten at some pretty cool cheesesteak places. I like in, Charlie's Steakery, Penn Center. Yeah. Heck yeah! I mean that's that's good. That's about as close as you're going to get to Philly. I mean we I've been right on the I've been on the three corners in Philadelphia and eat it all. I ate okay, it all three so it's not bad for there. Charlie's uh, steak. Yeah, Shout out to those guys. But I'm a cheese whiz guy on my steak sub. Yeah. Cheese whiz. Do you remember when cheese whiz came in a little plastic tube that you would squirt? Heck yeah. Onto a cracker. Heck yeah. And you marshmallows put... came in a glass bowl. Yeah. Oh, cheese whiz. I often I'll be caught putting some cheese whiz in the dog's Kong toy. Yeah. And the dog yeah. Loves, you know, in moderation it's okay. Yeah. So continuing on the conversation of the Blackstone uh grills, uh I seasoned it. Yeah. You know, uh, a few times. And uh, that's important. Uh, So here's some things I want to do as far as future items I want to make on my Blackstone grill. Grilled cheese, uh, lobster grilled cheese sandwich. 
Oh, yeah. So I think the lobster grilled cheese sandwich would be cool. I want to do the Port Dover Erie Beach Hotel's celery bread. My wife does it to a T. You got to have the right bread, the butter, the celery seed. Yes. You know, and yes. and you can even go off a little bit and put a little paprika. I mean, there's tons of things. What, what would you recommend? Build my list for me, Mike. What should I be thinking about doing on this flat top grill known as the Blackstone Grill I got from you? Man. My uh, jalapeno uh, peppers. But you gave me a great idea. Tell the audience what you told me to do with my jalapeno peppers. I never. So some people cut them in half. Yeah, they canoe it, right? them in bacon. Yeah. That's good if you're keeping it on a surface that's like a grill. So you can have the cheese stay up so it doesn't kind of roll over and all that. You don't have that flexibility with, with the Blackstone because it is a flat surface. So keeping that whole jalapeno whole, taking out all the seeds, coring it out so you take out all that heat yes. that's where the majority of the pepper the heat of the pepper is yes and and you can fill that full of cheese um instead of using all cream cheese mix in some shredded because the shredded i've takes, learned that the shredded takes longer to actually to melt than the cream cheese so you'll what? actually have more intact of the cheese in there yeah and when you wrap it make sure you wrap over the top and put a toothpick through so the bacon kind of closes it out so the trick is is not to go stupid high heat when you do that. Just keep it at about a medium heat and crisp the bacon up. So I've I fucked some of them up in the past. Oh, oh yeah. I've done listen, I've done my I've done my fair share. And, of and, and listening up. listening to you, Mike, I'll tell you right now how I fucked it up. The heat was too high. Yes. Okay, so you just reminded me. You've got to have patience, just like when you're training a dog. 100%. And when you're dealing with yeah. kids, and you've got patience. You're a father, so you've got patience, and a dog owner, and, and you've got patience when you're cooking. So, so that's what I'm getting from you. Take my time when I'm cooking these, and hollowing it out. You were telling me off air to hollow out the pepper instead of cutting it in half and canoeing it. So. Always, always best. That's the way I've always done them, is hollow them out. Um, you know, when we make when we make poppers at home, if I do them, if I'm going to deep fry them too as well, they're just hollowed out, cheese in, bacon wrapped, or dipped in like a panko breading kind of deal, deep fry them. But if you're doing that, yeah, you don't need you don't need super high heat for everything. Uh, but going back to like, if you want some like my favorite thing on that Blackstone is pancakes. I by by far, I mean it's the it's the most simplest thing to cook. It's not, you know, they're easy to clean up too. So you're not taking your pan out, throwing it on your stove, having splatter all over the place. Jump on this griddle, fire it up, heat it up. And have you mastered the art of cleaning it yet? You got a big, you got a squeeze bottle of water next yep, to you? Yeah, squeeze bottle of water. As soon as you're done cranking on high heat, squeeze bottle of water. It it basically steams everything off. Scoop the scoop the bits and crumbles into yep. the front there. Yep. I got the off. scraper. Yep. Turn yeah. her off when it cools. Oil. Yep. Before I put it away. Yeah. Just like taking care of the cast iron pan. Exactly. You've got to keep it oiled. I always keep a can of spray pan next to all my stuff, even if I got my, my outdoor you're a fan, grill. You're a fan of the pan? Yeah. yeah. Dollar store's right next to us. so I You know, I got a good those. tip with pan, Mike. What you do is, uh, like in the wintertime, when you're shoveling with your shovel, you spray some pan on your shovel, and then the snow never sticks to it. Or uh, <laughs> you're looking at me like that's what? old school. You're looking at me like what the Dang. fuck? How did I get tangled up with this Dave McMahon guy? <laughs> hey, and I, I spray a little Pam on on the chute of the uh, snowblower so that so that you know nothing gets stuck there. Yeah, I guess spit's not going to work in that case. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when I'm hollowing out this jalapeno pepper to stuff it with my shredded mozzarella cheese and cream cheese, I'm cutting off the wider end and hollowing it out that way with a knife. Yeah, heck yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I don't, am, rec- am I, I don't recommend using a bare finger. No, no, but I mean, my objective, because I've never used this method, I always cut it in half. Yeah. I'm going to try it your way. Yeah. I'll get less leakage of cheese. 100%. I've been wrapping it in the uh, prosciutto. Oh, I yeah. tried bacon, but I wrap heck it yeah. in the prosciutto. Yeah. I've learned don't be stingy with it, because if it's not wrapped completely, then we're screwed. So prosciutto gets expensive when you're doing that. Try Serrano ham the next time. Serrano ham. Serrano ham. I will. Yeah, I'll you can write get that it cut. Down. You can get it cut a little thicker. It it acts just like bacon. All right. Serrano ham. There you Serrano. go. Serrano. Free advice today. Serrano. I need all the all the help I can get. Oh, it's easy. Just run a knife in there, and don't be and don't be afraid if you take out some of the inside of the of the of the jalapeno of the pepper itself, because guess what? You're just filling it back up with cheese. 
Now the heat comes from the white membrane inside the pepper Majority as the well. Yes. The seed is right. So yeah, one hundred percent. I've got some people that don't like heat in the family, so yeah. I'm going to have to hollow out as best I can. You can tone down any type of pepper except for those stupid hot ones that have millions and millions of Scoville units. I, I mean, I used to have an iron gut. I can't eat that stuff anymore. Um, if you if you uh, seeds are number one, roasting them down. Um, 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 fire roasting them actually tones down that. Uh, pickling them in vinegar tones down the heat as well. Okay. So we do. Um, I know. Uh, well, the Chef Reader was by yesterday. He forgot to bring me my salsa, and he's got this uh, what the fuck sauce. And uh, yeah, I learned the other day that what the fuck sauce means it's 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 hot. Yeah. <laughs> Ted Reader, he's such a fun guy, so knowledgeable. If you don't have Ted Reader's uh, books, you got to get his books. Go to Amazon. He's got his books on there. I've got one of them. I just bought one of his books uh, from from your store the other day. Yeah, we got a couple. When, of when you were uh, the big barbecue book, uh, thirty bucks. It's worth ten thousand, but I only paid thirty for it. But I mean, the pictures, the recipes. Oh yeah, that's a book I'll keep out. I won't put that away. It's going to be kept out so that I can keep going to it again and again. Um, and what else would you suggest making on my Blackstone? Blackstone. Flat Man, grill. Philly cheesesteaks are my go-to. Yeah, I did that. I'm not going to lie. I'm a huge fan of the hot dog. Yes, I'm, I know you are. I'm a huge fan of steamed hot dogs. Yes. I like a steamed boiled hot dog and a steamed bun. However, in that case that you're at the cottage, you're at the trailer, you're fiddling around, kind of hard to boil water, eh, guess what? You know what? A flat top cooked hot dog yummy but when you're done when you get when you think you're getting her close to cook cut it in half and char the inside of the so you cut it in half place it flat down assemble your bun so you got like all crispy edges all the yeah. way around that hot dog i like a steamed hot dog as well i'm like that mike and i like the the, the white onion with the mustard kind of like what you do i sour saw you crumb. posted a picture on instagram and you had some cheese on it so a steamed hot dog bun or no sauerkraut on the sauerkraut yes i've never sir. tried the sauerkraut on the oh, hot yeah. dog but i've seen the pics of it oh yeah sauerkraut white onion fresh clean white onion and uh mustard and my definitely go-to is uh, uh zane kaplanski's he's got some killer mustard out there yeah i'll vouch for that i'll second that motion i've had the kaplanski uh ballpark mustard love it yeah. And you carry all these oh, mustards yeah. at uh, Enviro Niagara. Yeah, he's Huge got a, retail section you have. Yeah, he's got a spicy mustard, a old-fashioned, uh, a horseradished one, and um, his ballpark. Ballpark, Ballpark's definitely the 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 go-to you know for kids and all that stuff it's a very mild mustard um one of the interesting facts that i learned from zane is that uh mustard you don't definitely you don't need to store it in the fridge mustard can be left out mustard doesn't um expire just like tomatoes don't need to be put in the fridge either exactly yeah <laughs> but it was wild because i was the you know for years we always had mustard in the fridge i always kept mustard in the fridge i've never heard this until now so the only time that you need to put mustard in the fridge is if you put the spoon in the mayo and then go take the mayo spoon and put it in the mustard. So if you cross-contaminate and put something else in there, yeah, that's where you got to refrigerate it. But otherwise, mustard doesn't need to go in there. Mine sits on the shelf, but he's, you know, like the, the stuff that he's come out with, uh, the, you know, he the guy's the mustard. They call him the mustard king for... For a reason, right? Chef Michael Smith, right, that we know from the Food Network and other networks, he is a firm believer of doing a mustard marinade in a Ziploc baggie with the steak. Get your favorite mustard. You know, I, I forget how many hours. You know, I'm sure the longer Huge. you do that, you know, and, and just the, the, the flavor that's in there. And then scrape off the vast majority of yeah. the mustard, I guess. Yeah. Or the majority, and then boom to the grill with it. Yeah, I watched Anthony Bourdain do that once, uh, and, and I'll be honest, I haven't tried it, but it does look interesting. Like I do uh, mustard slather on ribs, sometimes on chicken as a binder to hold to hold spices that you're putting on before it goes on the smoker or stuff like that. But I've seen mustard steaks where, yeah, they're actually just uh, you know right from the mustard right onto a hot searing pan. Like either on the grill or on your stove. And I mean, it just looks outstanding, amazing. 
Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm such a huge mustard fan, and there's so many different, there's 10,000 brands of mustard out there. You've got some great brands. Mention the brands you've got off the top of your head of mustard. So we're carrying Zane's uh, mustard, his full line of the, the four that I mentioned here before, yep. Ballpark, Horseradish, Spicy, and um, Old Fashioned. But we got some really cool mustard sauces. So mustard, mustard and barbecue goes well with like your pulled pork. So your guys like Meat Mitch, the guys like um, Man Oh Man, who else has got a mustard sauce out there? I believe the uh, Killer Hogs and, and Heath Ryle guys um, have a, a mustard sauce sauce. But on that note, I mean, there's a lot of really cool Canadian guys coming to the plate that are stepping up with the sauce in the rub game. Um, just recently, a couple lines that we carry is um, um, Reed's, Reed's Rub. I mean, he won fifth and sixth at the at the last uh, interna major international barbecue competition. Was it the Royal? I mean, to place in that and to place in the top 10 is amazing. Another one was Stuttering John. Stuttering John's out of Bowmanville. I mean, he's got some really, really cool stuff out there. He teaches barbecue. Stuttering John. Stuttering John. The guy, the, I'm not lying, the first time I met him, I'm like, Stuttering John. He goes, yeah, I, I st st stutter. And I, and I was like, holy shit. I mean, that's a great play on, I mean, hey, you got to live with it. On a disability. Well it. But you know what? He teaches a cooking class. The, the guy just got... Um, I'd love to take his cooking he class. Yeah. He's got, um, he just got certified as a, an official uh, Kansas City barbecue judge. So Holy he's an shit. official judge. Like, yeah, the guy, the, guy know, the guy knows his stuff. Listen, I've eaten at his restaurant. We sell his rubs. We sell his sauces. The guy's legit. I mean, he does have he does have cooking schools. Um, they're well worth the money. If you're if you're a backyard war a warrior and you really want to up your game and learn, you know, the finer arts of competition rib, competition wing, chicken, brisket. I mean, he's got these classes and he teaches and they're small, quaint classes. He's got a really cool in facility. southern Ontario. Yeah, he's he has these classes. He's just on the other side of Whitby. Oh, sweet. Barbecue classes, Heck, smoking even, classes. Even even Reader enjoys his stuff. I want you, Mike Kondurka, to have some barbecue seminars, cooking seminars at your store. Is that possible? It's in the it's in the works right Woo, now. All right. It is. It all is. Right. It's one hundred percent in the works. Um, it, it's a it's a, it's a it's a big thing to chew because you know you've got your health and safety, you've got your you know your 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 um, safe handling food stuff. So we're working on some fine details. But yes, that's uh, you and about you know a thousand other people have asked already. Yeah, I definitely want to do that. I want to take all those cooking classes, barbecue you know, classes. Like, I just didn't happen. I just didn't learn barbecue. Yeah. Mike, we're out of time. Thanks for joining me on Dave McMahon Unleashed. And check out Mike Kondurka at Enviro Niagara. Give your social media a handle, Mike. My social media, geez, my handle's at Mike Kondurka. My business is at Enviro Niagara. Our uh, website's environiagara.ca. There you can navigate through heating and air conditioning and uh, our hearth and barbecue line. We're located at 130 Highway 20 East in Fawn Hill, right next to the Dollarama in the Food Basics Plaza. Thanks for joining me. It was great shooting the shit with you, talking hey, man, barbecues and food. It. Woo, Mike, you're right awesome. On. Take care, Mike. Yes, sir. Have a good one, brother. Ciao.